following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? This is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And it is high noon on the East Coast, 11 a.m. here at the Star in Frisco, and it's time for another edition of Mick Shots. Starring Mickey Spagnola with Bill Jones and Everson Walls inside the SWBC podcast studio on a Kyrie Comes to Dallas edition of Mick Shots. Wow, good stuff there, William. So what what was the reference to the time on the East Coast? Because I normally say it's high, high noon. noon. Oh, yes, it's, okay. It's, it's uh-huh. a cowboy thing. So now it's, it's high noon. Thing. Since yes. we're on at 11 a.m. instead of high noon, mm-hmm. we're on our no game season schedule. Somebody oh. on the East Coast is listening. Oh, oh absolutely. They're, they're listening That's beyond right. the East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't got a chance to listen to us in a full week. That's right. And it's someone is listening to us where it is not. High noon, it's not 1 p.m., 2 p.m., it's more like 4 or 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Mm, Are we that popular? Or 7, yeah. (laughs) We're that popular? Yeah. 6, 7, yeah. It's not it's not that we're that popular. <laughs> it's this star back here. No, that's, that's got what. nothing to do with it. <laughs> it's us. It's Mickey's name. That's what it is. That's, that's what, you know, I told uh, Jerry Jones Jr., uh, I think it was the second year I was with the team, and uh, we had the uh, – and that's when the websites were just getting going in the league, and we had the most traffic of any team uh, in the league, right, for a 5-11 and 11 season. And I, I told Junior, I said, it's what you get when you hire Mickey Speck. <laughs> 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 had nothing to do with the star. And they've believed it now for 21 years, and he's yeah, still with us. Yeah, you've been sucking us. people for a long time, Spags. i got to tell you, man. And I finished that with telling him, I said, hey, just, what, just think what the traffic would be if you got a winning season, too. <laughs> yeah, they found that out. <laughs> well, 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 where yes. do we start? Gosh, there's a lot that goes on in a week, that's right? That's right. And um, so where do you want to start? Well, go with uh, what's your field? Let's go with Brian Brian, Let's go with with Saturday's news. Let's go with Brian. Breaking news on Saturday afternoon as the Cowboys announced that Brian Schottenheimer is the offensive coordinator. We start there on this edition of Mix Shots. Mm -hmm. Um, To me, no surprise. I thought that was the natural progression of – you know, what they were possibly going to do since he'd been here a year, uh, since he had been an offensive coordinator for 12 years and uh, taking care of some pretty good quarterbacks, oh, by the way, uh, during his uh, career. And just the, I mean, the reason he was probably here in the first place was the connection with Marty Schottenheimer, where Mike's first you know, NFL job was with Kansas City, and I'm sure he knew him from back then. I think Brian would have been about 20 years old when Mike got there, 21, something like that. Um, so yeah, I, I just you know, and if 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 um, <laughs> I thought God was talking to me about Brian, you know, and after he'd been here a year as a consultant, uh, and 
what you were looking for in the offensive coordinator was somebody basically to assist McCarthy with the offense since if he's going to call the plays, he's probably going to have a pretty good uh, big hand in coordinating the offense mm -hmm. that you just needed somebody to help out more or less with the day-to-day -day stuff, practice schedules, scripting. So that's that's things. the dynamic of it then. And that's the way usually it happens yeah. when you have the head coach running, calling the plays. I mean, you don't have somebody all week long come up with the scouting report, come up with the game plan, and then say, okay, coach, here, call the plays. Well, because the media, of course, uh, jumped on it right away. Uh, Jerry talked about it, how it's all in Mike's hands. Period. Right. right. And there's, there was, you know, there was an absolution there. This is the way it's going to be. And then all of a sudden, the Schottenheimer news comes out. Ah, there he goes. Right. Jerry leading us down the wrong path again. Right. So. No, I don't think you're he, saying the dynamics are still yeah, the same. Yeah, I, I don't think nothing's changed. Right. It's just that they needed somebody in that position, and it's more than just an administrative position, too. Uh, by the way. Um, with, uh, you know, you're, you're going to have a guy that take care of that stuff. And he's worked with quarterbacks before, right? Uh, some pretty good ones, too. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, by the way, along the way. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I just thought that was the natural progression instead of bringing somebody in outside that, um, you know, was in, you know, kind of foreign to what, what's been going on here. So and that didn't surprise me one bit. Sounds like you're ready to tell us what quarterbacks he has worked with in the past. Well, I see that. I thought that uh, was going to be your job, Bill. No, I've got the, him. I didn't, offensive, I didn't want to. This is, this is Mick steal his thunder. That's right. I mean, he, he's mentioned it a couple of times. He's worked with some pretty good quarterbacks. Oh, by the way, I think so some let's guy hear named uh, Andrew Luck uh, as a young Andrew Luck mm -hmm. at Indianapolis. Uh, Russell Wilson. Actually, well, and with with Luck, he was a quarterbacks coach in 2016 and 17 mm -hmm. with the Colts. Right. Go ahead, Mickey. Right. Uh, I'll fill in the blanks. Um, Hype man over here. Six, and then three years with Seattle, and they set a single season record for points scored. And he was the offensive coordinator, coordinator there. And, and, and Russell, Russell Wilson, Wilson was the it was the older version or the younger, younger version. version. Younger, younger version. I, I mean, the former, the former version of Russell Wilson. Yeah, absolutely. And then Chad Pennington with the Jets. Nice. And he was offensive coordinator there for six seasons, 2006 through 2011. Very exciting offense. With so that. he's been the coordinator 12, 12 years mm -hmm. in the NFL, another year at Georgia. I didn't look up the quarterback at Georgia in 2015. He was with the Rams as the offensive Quincy coordinator Carter. prior to that, 12 <laughs> right. through 14. And Bradford would have still been there. Yeah, absolutely. Quincy Carter? That Georgia, no, the tw 2015. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not not back when Mickey was just starting. Not, not uh, 2000. <laughs> not back in the 5 and 11 oh, days. That's right. 2000. So, yeah, so he's he's done the job, and he's been here as a consultant, um, offense and defense, by mm -hmm. the way, um, and been around. So it's like, yeah, just here, you got a, you got a bigger office now. So, yeah, I, I just thought that's what they would do. But we don't blame him for anything that happens. Because McCarthy's the play caller, right? <laughs> yeah, right. We're blaming exactly. McCarthy now. Before, we're blaming Kellen Moore 
for the offense, right? Now we blame McCarthy because he's a play caller. Well, that's what will yeah, happen. That's that's what outside. That's why aim is going to be yeah uh-huh. for this season, right? Because uh-huh. no matter clearly that, McCarthy, no matter that you led the league in offense the year before, Man. set offensive Come scoring record for the Come Cowboys, on. and then all of a sudden you got stupid. Come on, it's crazy. It, it is. Mm. I narr- was just going to mention the fact that you know. There are only a few tweaks that need to be made in this offense if you're going to really look at it honestly without, you know, all the BS that's going on out there. Oh, the Cowboys have all this and all that. This guy's not elite. No, give me a break, bro. I started looking at the numbers and the games themselves. Of course, you know, the, the interceptions this year uh, as far as our turnovers, that was, that was different. You know, we, we, that's, that's never been our pattern. And so, to me, I look at it as an aberration for this year. But so you, you keep going back further and further and further. Yes, the playoff games, we did, we were disappointing. But throughout the season, domination. Didn't take the Chargers long to domination. swoop him up. Right, right. When right. We're talking about Kellen Moore, by the mm-hmm. way, if you guys aren't stay, right. keeping score with us. Uh, yeah, and I'll guarantee you he knew that that Charger job was available and that they wanted him. And that was part of probably the mutual decision to leave. We talked about that last week. And you know what? And and, and this occurred to me, too. And he might have thought, like, even though he was running the offense and I'm calling the plays – he was. He's always been under the jurisdiction of an offensive coordinator, head coach. Of mm-hmm. And it's like, how about if I do this myself with a head coach that's a defensive coordinator? Mm-hmm. Maybe somebody will take me more seriously mm-hmm. for a head coaching job. So, so unlike Not looking over his shoulder. Yeah, unlike what happens in Kansas City, everybody's like, well, Eric Bieniemy. Why doesn't anybody hire him? Well, because they think that Andy Reid, and he probably is running that offense. When there. it's when when it, when, it, when the rubber hits the road, yeah, right? he probably is. Yeah. And the same thing that happened in Tampa Bay. Uh, so uh, maybe that occurred to him after he's had these interviews for head coaching jobs that he didn't get. Although but even, even, like with, even with Tampa, was, though, there was no offensive-minded uh, head coach there. Well, there was. Uh, well, two years ago, but not yeah. this past year. Yeah. Right. But, but, but that's what he worked under, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, yeah. So maybe that kind of went into his decision, too. But, yeah, you're right about the blame game. It's just – it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy's to blame, that guy's to blame, Zeke's to blame. Um, it, it's why I don't like the offseason. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be an ugly one. So it's what tweaks need to happen for this offense? I, to me, I look at certain moments, and I've said this throughout yes, the you're entire right. time. There were certain games to where we did not show up. And that showed our inconsistency. You can't go from Minnesota, you know, and then down the line you go to the Titans. And then after that, then you go to Washington, you know. But then, then after that, you go to Tampa, you know. And then after that, <laughs> and then you, after that you got San Francisco. So to me, it's the, it's the inconsistency that you have to deal with. As far as production, this offense is always ready for production. That is never been a problem except in those inconsistent games. So to me, it's about those moments where, okay, guys, this is one of those trap games. Let's not fall into it. We've done that consistently. We've done that consistently. So to me, that's still about a moment. The game itself is about a moment. This is what we conquered this moment, even though, you know, usually we don't. So that's where you look at the difference of a Jimmy Johnson team. 
they don't fall into that. They didn't fall into that trap. That's why he had his little games and what he did with the players. I guess they need that. You know, they need that type of uh, shocks into their system because without it, then you have the Washington, you have the Titans, and then you have San Francisco. Sometimes it's matchups. You just have a bad matchup with a team, and they just have a bad matchup with San Francisco. Well, San Francisco has defense. a hell of a defense. Right, exactly. I mean, that game was – that was not a game to where, okay, guys, the game plan is going to win it for us. No. But the this moment – San Francisco is the moment. Because think about it. Like we went over it, right? They had opportunity to score 14 more points in that game, and, and they didn't – they didn't convert. No, they didn't convert when they needed to convert. Right. Exactly. What if this had happened? What if San Francisco had lost its all quarterback? its quarterbacks? <laughs> what if What if Purdy had got hurt in the on the sixth play of the Dallas game? Would have things played out differently? It surely would have. Could have won twelve to ten. Maybe it surely would have. I think their defense probably would have played us better. But it's better than they played uh, Philadelphia. But I, I think we would have won the game. It's it, it's those those. Look, it, in the San Francisco game, the Cowboys were a wide receiver short, in my opinion. That it finally kind of showed up when Michael Gallup has no catches. Uh, T. Y. Hilton had one catch. Uh, Noah Brown had. Two maybe, everything else was C.D. Lamb, and and then you lost Pollard. Although, as I looked up, he had eight he had eight touches for thirty three yards. It wasn't like he was Mister Pro Bowl. But but he's when you look the at threat it, is there. The threat is there, and if you look at the constant uh, uh, dosage of him then he could have broken one. He could have moved chains well, that in, was, the, in the moment that we needed it. He didn't do it for the first half. So, um, But, yeah, I, I just thought they were wide receiver short, and they kind of covered that up all year long until they always find your blemish in the playoffs. The same thing happened when I got upset with Cedric Wilson. You see, that we were talking about Cedric all year long, and I'm not just picking on him, but it's an example of how that position was short. You still needed someone that could make a play. At that time of the season, he was making plays, doing everything, throwing the ball, catching the ball, reverse, all of that. Then all of a sudden, in the game that you need him, you know, you could see the shortcoming, so to speak. And and that in the, in the playoffs – that magnifying glass is really, yeah. really strong. All right, so let me take a step further. <laughs> you would think it would be a no-brainer if, okay, the other team loses their third quarterback of the season, Purdy, and now you've, you're going with a guy who was on the Denver practice squad four weeks earlier and you're in a playoff game, whatever. And, yeah, and, and I said, well, of course Philadelphia won that game. But I'm sitting there thinking well, – Dallas versus San Francisco in that scenario. What happened in that game, San Francisco wasn't doing that much on offense, Mm -mm. even with Purdy. Mm -mm. And the Cowboys turned it over a couple of times in the first half, Mm -hmm. fell behind. And the 49ers put one drive together, one 91-yard drive together in the third quarter of that game to get ahead, and then they could play from, from ahead, which was different than their game against Philadelphia. So you compare Dallas and this team that's representing the NFC in the Super Bowl this week, Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between the Dallas and Philadelphia team this year 
defense pretty comparable, right? Mm-hmm. As far you know, yep. sacking the quarterback, one two in the league, yep. sacking the quarterback, and what's the difference with in the offenses? Philadelphia versus Dallas this year. Well, because then Philadelphia was able to get ahead of San Francisco, and then play from ahead in that game. And they and 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 they shouldn't have, because there was fourth a, and three, and they complete the pass down the field where the guys uh, he didn't catch it. He didn't catch it, and it ends up being a touchdown. Yep. Right. But so even after take that, take that away. Yeah. It's seven seven maybe at halftime with. Whoever's well, playing and the other thing. Well, the other thing that happened was at the end of the first half yeah, of that game. My next Josh play. Johnson, yeah, shotgun snap. So there it is, and he drops. It. So that is seven seven at halftime. Yeah, that's which is uh, the equivalent of what the Cowboy Niner game was game basically. Would have been because it was at nine, nine six. Yeah, at halftime nine, six. Yeah, and yeah. what are you looking at? Yeah, moments. Right, that's moments. Right. Exactly. That's just it. They, but, they but, got. But this. here's what Philadelphia was able to do. They were able to run the football against San Francisco. They sure were. And the Cowboys I mean, they were wide the open. The Cowboys were not able to run the football yes, against not. San Francisco. Right. So I, my answer to that, you didn't ask me, but, <laughs> but my answer to what you asked Spags was, uh, first of all, turnovers and the offensive line. That's what I was going to mm-hmm. say. Turnovers in the offensive line because we couldn't run it on them. But once again, if our defense keeps balling and we keep talking about Pollard, it doesn't matter what you do in the first half. It's what you do when we need you. We could have worn them down mm-hmm. with more uh, weapons, you know, by using Pollard. We could have tired them out. We could have, you know, created deception. And then when the time is right, because that's what offense coordinators do, they set you up, set you up, set you up. As long as the defense keeps you in, in position, then I'm going to spring this play on you when it's time. So we could have had that play. You don't know. You could have had a player that had that moment of, you know, making that play when we needed it. So, like you said, if the weapons are there, then we still had a chance, especially as long as our defense was keeping us in it. So that's why the turnovers were extremely important. Those two turnovers really hurt us. I mean, I'll give you another moment, um, and I believe it was – and we talked about it last week. Um, they blitzed the safety. We we <coughs> talked about it. the safety off the off the edge, mm-hmm. and he came free. Mm-hmm. And everybody was like, "Well, what's Tyler Smith doing?" And, and, and it's like, "No, he blocked the guy on the inside, the running back." It was Malik Davis That's on that right. play. That's right. And he almost screwed up the entire – well, he, he sure did, did because yeah. Dak was dropping back and there was no play action. And, he and almost, no blocking. And no he blocking. almost ran into him. So I'm thinking, okay, you weren't supposed to be there. You right. were supposed to be outside. Right. But that was the moment. And then they – you know, and it, it ruins a drive, mm-hmm. uh, especially in a game that ended up 19-12. to 12. That's right. Um, that moment was important. So – yeah, uh, that's why th- this whole thing, and you know it comes up, right, right away. Well, what's the difference? You know, how far behind are the Cowboys from Philadelphia? Well, I really don't know. I would have loved to seen the third matchup, Yeah. right? Well, the Cowboys beat them with a, you know, they had a backup quarterback. Well, they beat the Cowboys with a backup quarterback, and they didn't score 40 points yeah, like the Cowboys that's did. That's right. So uh, I would have loved to seen that third matchup. Mm-hmm. All right, we're just getting started. Yes. On a Super Bowl week edition of Mix Shots, and we're back with much more in a moment. 
The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. We paid how much for those lessons? Shh, she's doing great. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, can you pass me a Pepsi Zero Sugar? <sighs> great job, honey! Oh. oh, look at that. That's not the end. No way. Now it's time for the encore. You know what? You're right. Five times? Not enough times. For everyone who traded in rock concerts for their kids' recitals, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like. <sighs> Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. You hear that? I'm a torrential downpour. Torrential? What's that even mean? It means you can't see out of your windshield. And if you have the wrong car insurance, you might have to make it rain to fix your bumper. So switch to Allstate, save money, and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar & Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the Cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Back to mixed shots. Cape Post Roofing and Waterproofing, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys from corporate homes to your home. Have your roof checked by choice, not by chance. Call now, 214 225 4860, and that would be kpostcompany.com. All right, uh, Mickey, in the first segment, talked about Brian Schottenheimer's quarterbacks he's had through the years. It's a who's who of quarterbacks that he's had. NFL stops. He did mention he was at the University of Georgia as the offensive coordinator in 2015. And producer supreme Chris Beam has come up with the name of the Georgia quarterback in 2015. And I don't think Unless you're a Georgia Bulldog fan, you would have come up with the name Grayson Lambert. Maybe that's why he was only there one year. He it's was like, there one year, have, transferred from don't have any quarterbacks from Virginia. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and uh, he was he was a transfer from Virginia who wound up at Georgia in 2015 and 16, and he then became a draft pick of the. Texas Rangers baseball club. Wow. So there you go. Now you know the rest of the story. Those old quarterbacks that go play baseball. Yes. Did you watch any of the Pro Bowl? I did. Yesterday. You did? I did. Did you guys not watch it? 
I was afraid you, Bill. I was you, Bill. I was going to afraid you guys were going to talk about man, it, so I said I better I am be. I'm not talking about that stuff, man. I watched I, it. For I watched a play. Three, two, three hours. You watched it for three hours. It was a beautiful day. I in know. Dallas, Fort Worth. Yesterday, I walked outside every once in a while. Yeah, it was Mickey. A day. We were, we were iced in for like three days last week, and then on the weekend we've got this beautiful weather. I mean, it couldn't have been any better on Saturday and Sunday here. So what did you do? And outside? you're sitting what there. What did you do outside? You're sitting there for three hours on a beautiful Sunday afternoon watching, watching flag, flag football. football. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man! You know they did more hitting in that Pro Bowl. Than yeah, try. Did you see they the? Did, did you oh, see well, the hit? Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, what is happening here? On Twitter. Give me a break. I watched the highlights on Twitter. <laughs> but it wasn't just flag football. They had kicking. They had deep snapping. They had uh, did quarterback. You, uh, I didn't watch. Oh, let me ask you not. this. Okay, how did you spend your Saturday? Or your no, no, your Friday night. Friday night. Did you watch the NHL All Stars Skills Competition? I, I taped it. Have you Have you watched it? Not yet. Okay, you, but, but I, you are going to watch and it. And I taped I taped the NFL. I mean the NHL All Star Game too. Mm-hmm. I started Which was watching Saturday some, afternoon. Some of the three on three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I was sad. Okay. I ran Saturday. I ran Saturday. It was, From it was, what? <laughs> <laughs> From bad health. <laughs> That's what. (laughs) I can't believe you guys didn't watch it. The flag football thing was actually pretty good. You know, I would would say if there was an alternative to flag football, uh, to to Pro Bowl and what we've seen in the past, this would be, if I'm going to watch it, it'd be flag football because I watch my little nephews play flag football all the time. Right. And that's kind of what it's like. So Mm -hmm. I got to tell everybody that C.D. Lamb had two touchdowns and an extra point and – uh, the, the play of the day, though. And then Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon the inter- Diggs. Interception. That interception. Wait, wait. Who did he pick off? Off his brother. Yeah. Stephon. Yeah. yeah. You buried the lead there. Well, all right. <laughs> yeah. That was and exciting. Not only, did, not, only did he, not only did he pick him off, he outran him, too, uh-huh. by the way. Oh, yeah. He made it to the end zone? And it looked like it was no, very close yeah, there. Yeah, I don't think. Did they review it? No. They should have reviewed a lot of things because when <laughs> when uh, Diggs had the touchdown, he was out of bounds. Oh, okay. He stepped out of bounds. They didn't have replay in, mm-hmm. in flag football. Plus, they had flag football referees that were really intimidated by them, even if it was professional flag really? football. Really? Oh, yeah. They had some little guy <laughs> about my size that was the head referee, right? And it's like... That guy stepped out of bounds. <laughs> that guy is a referee in the Pac-12. Well, then I got hope. They said he was a flag football but referee. He's a Pac-12 referee. All right. Too. Well, good. He needs some help. <laughs> I thought you were going to bring up uh, and then, Turpin. And that's my next one. Hang on. And then they figured out how to use Kevante Turpin in the game. Not okay. as a wide receiver, uh-huh. as a blitzer. Really? Yes. How did he get? How did he get through all those huge offensive yeah. linemen to get to the quarterback? Could you imagine? There were, there were ghosts. Could you imagine uh, offensive linemen just do this to Turpin? Just, that's it. They couldn't block. The center couldn't block. And so the only thing you could do is accidentally run your running back towards where they're blitzing and mm-hmm. just say, "Oops, I was going out for a pass. I wasn't blocking." But they needed. See, they had to throw the ball within four seconds, and so. With, with Turpin's speed off the line of scrimmage, 
you know, he he was he was causing problems for the for the AFC. I've got to say, uh, he impressed me in the in the last in the playoff game against the 49ers. Yeah. Turpin is but the they didn't real. have any kicking, so there he's, was no return. No, but he's right? the real deal, for real though. He's the real deal. This guy can he can he can make you sit up and watch. So you didn't watch the quarterback uh, target throwing uh, on Thursday night? Uh, no. Oh, you guys. How was it? What are you I looking did, Nick. at? You okay, did, producer Supreme. Of course I did. What were your impressions? It was pretty good. It was not bad. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It was like you know the the last the last throw each of them have is the remember how in training camp they try to throw the ball fifty yards and mm-hmm. drop it in the garbage can in the bucket. Well, mm-hmm. that was one of the targets he had to yeah that drop was, that it was in there. I was watching some of that. Yeah, my, my son was more more impressed with the uh, offensive linemen throwing water balloons at each yes, other. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> to see who could who, who had soft hands and could yeah. catch right. So do you think the I mean it looked like Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas on Sunday was filled. Yes. I mean, it was a full house. But Do you I've think got, those fans really enjoyed that? Yeah. I don't know how much. I think you only had to pay 20 bucks. i got to see the TV ratings today. I guarantee you the in. TV ratings are decent. You uh, think so? But here's, they are. Think here's, the Mannings? here's what they got to fix, though. Okay. So it's a 50-yard field, right? And they played it basically from one goal line to the 50. Mm-hmm. The TV shots were all behind the play. But it wasn't wide enough to see what the wide receivers were. And because the cameras were behind the play, you couldn't tell who was who was playing defense, like who was in the game, unless you knew the numbers of everybody mm. that was playing. Like I could see when Trayvon Diggs was out at cornerback. But other than that, it was hard to distinguish. And everything was behind. And it's like they couldn't get a side angle because – I'm sure the TV booth at Allegiant Field was at the 50-yard right, line. Right, right, right. That wasn't going to get right, it. Right, right. And so they didn't want to do it as an angle. And I'm going, okay, they got to work on this. They also need to work on the announcers. It, it actually did look look more exciting <laughs> than it did. He's got a mix shot coming. Yeah, I feel like a mix shot. But but coming. you know what? But and, and and even you know flag football, you got to know how to twist yourself so yeah. they don't grab your flag, mm-hmm. right? And I remember when we played flag football, they, well, no, I think it was that media thing. Guys started <laughs> wrapping the, the flag. With tape? No, around the belt. Right. So it wouldn't come of out course, right away. Of course, so easily, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it was good. I the, thought it was You know who would be a great uh, flag football player? Lamar Jackson. Uh-huh. I could see him as being a great flag football player, period. He would probably know, you know, because I've seen the young kids do it. They they drop down. They they run low. Yeah, you know what I mean. They they, they I don't know how they do or it. Or you twist they when dip, the guys get they, ready they also to grab dip, your flag. They dip down. Yeah. They dip down one side of the other. But you other. know what it's like. I mean, it's like the high school seven on seven thing in of the course, offseason. Yes. That's what it is. Sure. You know, my, my nephew thing. does it. My nephew yeah. does this stuff. No, he's a, he's pretty damn good. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I I thought it was it was worth watching. And as you said, um, you watch a lot of flag football, youth football, I whatever. I, I mean, that's the thing now. And and I, they're going to start giving out scholarships. I know it's coming. It's it's going to become a UIL sport, uh, for, even for girls. No, that somebody – was it California? One one state starting uh, high school mm-hmm. flag football for, for, for Kids female. are talented. They are so mm-hmm. talented in, yeah. in that flag football stuff. And they, they really can learn, you know – 
the new system that's that's around now. Everything's pass happy now. But really, kids learn how to run routes. They learn how to, you know, route combinations and, and things of that nature, how to set up a defense. It really is good as far as the beginning stages of knowing how to run an offensive And sport. then they came up with some clever plays of mm-hmm. throwing throwing the ball out to the running back to buy time. Yeah. And then the running back could throw it back to the quarterback and then throw it downfield. Oh, now see. So I that got away yeah. from the four-second okay. four okay. deal. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Interesting. So you're telling me I should have watched <laughs> the Pro Bowl go back. I'm sure you've got it taped somewhere. Just go watch They They, they seem they hustled more. No, they did. Football. They tried. You put pads on. Well, there was a lot at stake here. And they, I mean, the 40, winning team, 40, the players, 000. the players on the winning team got eighty-four thousand wow. dollars, and the losing team got forty. 40. So there was forty thousand dollars. And contract. there was arguing yeah. going on, uh, and it was great to hear. Uh, Peyton. What was your signing bonus? Yeah. <laughs> $1,500. <laughs> and it was good to hear Peyton and Eli calling the plays in. Uh-huh. Uh, or they'd call timeout and they get in the huddle and the, Eli go, okay, what do you want to mm-hmm. go? Well, let's go three, one, three to one side, one to the other, and run this and that. So, yeah, it was kind of So, does, does there need to be a league, a flag a football, flag football league? league? Will it be NFL, a spring league? NFL league. NFL flag you know football what? league. It, it'd probably be more exciting than the XFL and the USFL trying to find enough offensive linemen to play football. Uh, now, see, uh, now, think that's about the this. thing about uh, what do the offensive linemen do now with Pro Bowl? I mean, besides the water balloon. They did the weight thing. I mean – Okay. So you got to figure out stuff for them. Yeah. There's nothing to do with you, big guys. You talk about the trickle up effect and what we're seeing in the NFL. We started seeing this 20 years ago in Texas high school That's football. Right. Okay, the spread offenses That's and all right. that stuff. That's right. The great Sam Harrell at Ennis High School, and Todd Dodge. Todd Dodge. All right. So. That's what they've been doing in Texas high school football, doing seven on seven in the off season. So why not? We we've done NFL Europe. Mm-hmm. We've done all. We got these, you know, the XFL, USFL, NFL whatever. And so flag football, a, seven on seven. A, yeah, it's your off season developmental program. That's right, for real. So what is seven on real. NFL? For real. Seven on seven. So seven on seven in, in high Jerry school. Jerry Jones is up there. Yeah, and he is. He's heard He is taking notes. <laughs> no, this will be this will be the pickleball of the NFL. That's right. When they when they do that in the off season, is it flag or touch? For high school, when they do the seven-on-seven, seven I think it's flag. Flag. It is flag. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Even even uh, high school seniors or uh, high school. Uh, I mean, players. they literally for the people not in the area. I mean, they literally they play tournaments uh, throughout March into June, and then middle of the summer they've got the state tournament. Right. Uh, and these are and legitimate offensive plays that they right. draw up for these guys. And so it's the skill yeah. position players no on doubt. your local high school teams. That's what they do in the off season. But once again, the big guys are the ones that don't get the right. Yeah. No. They're left yeah, out. They're yeah. left out. Yeah. And and but the quarterbacks get the work. Quarterbacks, wide receivers, and plus yeah. they can't get hit, so that that helps out. No, it, it's a great learning tool. It really is for any player that wants to play wide receiver, wants to play offense. I mean, even defensive back as well. It's a great tool for you. You can figure out pass pattern schemes and things of that nature. Man, I'd love to. I'd love to play that. But you know, when it's no when it's no pads in high school. Football players don't really look at it as real football. Right, right. This is the way it is. Well, the only thing they need when they do it next year is replay. 
helped him officially. <laughs> it was that bad. <laughs> some pretty weird stuff went on. And here I was yesterday thinking. What did you do? I want to know. Well, I had to work. But here I was, though, thinking all day, this is the most miserable sports Sunday of the year. I agree. Because, I agree. because there was no football. I mean, and it was the first time in six months that we had a Sunday without any football. Now we've got football next Sunday, the Super Bowl. And then the next Sunday, we got the XFL kicks off here, the Arlington Renegades, they're playing. And then after that, you got Daryl Johnston's USFL is going to take you all the way to the 4th of July. And then it's football season again. <laughs> so it's like this was, this yesterday was the worst sports Sunday of the year no, there was because enough, there's no football. There was enough NBA in college and women's no, basketball. The NBA was good. Yeah. All the Mavericks. Tried to save the day with the That's Kyrie right. trade. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, we continue with more mixed shots. Do we need to make our picks for the Super Bowl? <laughs> it seems a little <laughs> early for that, to. but we don't have we a have show to. before we Super Bowl to. Sunday. You know, there, there's a, what's the what's the opposite of anticlimactic, <laughs> <laughs> premature climactic? <laughs> <laughs> All about that. We been come there, back been there. here on mixed shots. <laughs> We paid how much for those lessons? Shh, she's doing great. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, can you pass me a Pepsi Zero Sugar? <sighs> great job, honey! Oh. oh, look at that. That's not the end. No way. Now it's time for the encore. You know what? You're right. Five times? Not enough times. For everyone who traded in rock concerts for their kids' recitals, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like. <sighs> Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. You hear that? I'm a torrential downpour. Torrential? What's that even mean? It means you can't see out of your windshield. And if you have the wrong car insurance, you might have to make it rain to fix your bumper. So switch to Allstate, save money, and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar & Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Back, back to Mick Shots. 
Just steps away from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters in Frisco, visit the Star District, your destination for excellent dining, premier shopping, and exciting events. Visit stardistrict.com for more information. You know what I miss? I miss Stampede. The Cowboys oh, yeah, you're going to have to wait. You, you yeah, might I was going to say, we won't be having much music on here until... Yeah. You maybe, need that. Maybe have a great draft, and then we'll play it. He or needs something. that recording playing the car when yeah, he's bored. Yeah, we're not going to. The reason why I thought tired of that of because talk radio. one of the lines I already am. So, um, <laughs> I am. <laughs> um, what made me think of it was the one line in Stampede where the Cowboys are the class of the senior, senior pros, bowl, right, yeah. senior the pros, senior bowl, yeah, right. the senior it, pros. Senior, when we, and for weeks, I thought it. He was they were talking about the senior bowl. Actually, so, the highlight of the senior bowl was Jerry and and Stephen talking probably yeah. more than anything. Else. Drafting the quarterback. So, I tried every year. Every year, quarterback. get one. I had Babe Loffenberg <laughs> on my show last night, and I said that yeah, Jerry said uh, if you know he d- would like to draft a quarterback every year, and Babe's like. <laughs> Well, what's stopping him? <laughs> he makes the picks. <laughs> and so, okay, so uh, you heard Jerry get the senior bowl. So I'm going to point a couple things out real quick. Um, I don't know if you guys probably didn't read my column on Friday. Um, you have a column? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. But the people listening so I kept hearing all this stuff about uh, Dak Prescott, that was right? Messed up, man. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, did anybody stay up late enough to listen to Bill last night? <laughs> After the Grammys, I switched oh, over man. and I said, "Oh, it's a Great time Bill. for Bill, right?" And the Grammys are still going. Oh, Doja right. Cat, and then Bill. Here comes Bill. <laughs> I couldn't stay. Up late enough to to do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, so it's it's Friday, and I kept hearing all this stuff about Dak, this and Dak that, and you know they need another quarterback. And so I'm coming out of the shower at the health club, and some guy sees me, and he goes, "Hey, Mr. Football Guy." Just like Mr. that. Mr. Football Guy. And I was like, "Can I just keep walking?" Right. And he did it loud, and so everybody could hear it. And he goes, uh, so when are they going to get rid of Dak? <laughs> and he said the wrong thing at the wrong time. Uh-oh, uh-oh. And because I was just thinking. There might what, be video out here there somewhere. Right, yeah. Something's gone was, viral, Mickey. I was just a- thinking of what I was going to write and how these people <laughs> right, need to right, understand. Right, right, right. Here, case in point, right, right here. And then he here, asked me. Right here, here he is. And I just looked up and I said, that's a really stupid question. <laughs> he deserved that. How big was he? Uh, he he was he you was could take old, him old enough that yeah yeah he was bigger but he was older yeah. <laughs> you could have gotten him you could have danced around yeah, him right <laughs> how old was he and then some other, <laughs> and then some other some other guy goes yeah why can't they get rid of him he can't win get past the first round of the playoffs and mm-hmm. it's like okay I'm gone I just your locker room is pretty active yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say, oh, yeah. Man, this is crazy but it was typical of the fans you right must, you must be at the Y so I was just gonna point. <laughs> Um, Dak Prescott has a $31 million base salary this year, fully guaranteed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you get rid of him, that's $31 million in in dead money. Um, 
he's got a $49.1 million cap hit, which they will probably try to restructure the base salary to lower it like they did the last two years. Mm -hmm. But if you got rid of him, his dead money this year is $89 million. So once you sign somebody <laughs> to a four-year, $160 million deal, they're yours. You, you're not getting rid of anybody. So If you could, you got to go with somebody of quality. I mean, he's got to be. You go from Dak, and they say he's not elite, but you go from Dak, there's not many above. I was going to say, I, my <laughs> other question for the guy goes, okay, what's your alternative? Yeah, who mm. you got? But I mean, Rodgers is supposed to be doing something. I mean, if you bring in somebody like Rodgers, I mean, that would be something you think about. And they have $50 million in dead money if he leaves. Mm-hmm. So, by the way. I'm trying to figure out who – just get rid of him and do what? Who Who's next? Yeah. You know, Jalen? Which was – I had <laughs> wait to – Wait till after the Super Bowl. Go get <laughs> I mean, who are you going to get? So I had to use my Bill Parcells line. It's like, yeah, you can't just go down to Texaco and buy one. Right. <laughs> Texaco. 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 Only about come Texaco. up with Texaco. That's so New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, right. They're like BP. Do they have Texacos you know? in New Jersey? No. They well, don't. I don't know. But I've been up there. There are no Texaco. He, no. Well, not anymore. <laughs> well, I, I figured he, he made that Texan they for us. They, made, no, they no. have BP. No. Yeah. Yeah. But Texaco used to be, I mean, we had it in Chicago. Okay. Yeah. I don't think it's in New York, New Jersey area. Oh, I bet there was. That'd be like Sinclair, too, with the dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, could okay. Be a, so could be a sponsor for our show. I, I digress. <laughs> um, All right, so. And also, so now the, the easy uh, low-hanging fruit is, well, you got to get rid of Zeke and you got to get rid of Tyron Smith, mm -hmm. right? But there's financial ramifications to doing those things on the salary cap. So you can't just say, okay, you know, he's got too big of a base salary, but what's left? So take Zeke. Everybody want to get rid of Zeke, all right? He's got a $10.9 million base salary. Uh, but let him go, and you have $11.8 million in dead money. Now, you can spread it over two years, five this year, six next year. But it never goes away, right? So my thinking on Zeke is they're going to do something like they did with Demarcus Lawrence. <clears throat> Remember this past year he had that big base salary? Mm -hmm. And what they did was they said, okay, what if we do this? We're going to divide that base salary basically in, in three. And we'll give you three years guaranteed to make $19 million. And that's what he did. Mm -hmm. So, uh, And it lowered lowered his cap hit for this year and then spread it out over three years in base salary, but you weren't giving him more bonus money. Uh, so with with uh, Tyron, I mean, you could do something like that if he was amenable to it. Uh, or I, I mean Zeke, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. I said Tyron. Uh, and he said he wanted to stay, so now you see, whoa, how badly does he want to stay, right? right? Um, and you, you can do that. And, and when you get rid of him, though, He's got signing bonus, option bonus, and restructure bonus left to you have to uh, account for. Now, he does, his base salary is no longer guaranteed. Mm -hmm. Last year was his last base salary that was guaranteed. But there's a way to do that. Then my next question for him is when everybody wants to get rid of him, all right, who you got that's going to have 12 rushing touchdowns, by the way? 
had 12 rushing touchdowns. Everybody wants to point out 3.8 average, right? Oh, in these last games. Well, they didn't run the ball in the last couple games. If you look at Washington, what they did, nothing showed up. The offensive line was beat up. Um, And the other thing no one considers is how many of those 12 touchdowns were five yards or less. Mm-hmm. That'll kill your average, right? Because you, if you're at the two and you score, it's great. To me, that's pretty obvious, right? Max. I don't know why everybody keeps bitching about that. It, you it's can only get obvious. two yards for that yeah. carry. But but you, you, you've you got the uh, the value of the score. Right. And, you know, let's face it, when we were down there, you know, we gave it to Pollard a few times, and many it's like, times. Okay, Zeke, get back yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because he got thrown around like a rag doll. Yeah. And so, yeah, you know the you know the value of what he does. I'm not worried about uh, average as far as running average because we know that the touchdowns uh, they bring that down. What I'm looking at is who's remaining. Okay, you have Pollard coming back. And I don't know, guys, about these, this surgery. Does that mean Pollard, just because he's having surgery, he's going to automatically come back better than ever? You know, I mean, we, I, th- I thought we were talking about two different instances on the same leg. Right. So that just doesn't seem – that doesn't give me much confidence in how Pollard is coming back. He may come back and be amazing as ever. The, the surgery may go You have to sign perfect. him, by the way, because he is a free agent. And we still haven't signed him. Yeah. So and now you, you, got, you got Malik that, Davis. You want to use that ten million dollars on Pollard as a franchise player. And you got Malik Davis, right? Who is a, Shows a really something, really good player. I think he's a really right. good player. But you know, of course, experience matters right now. Yeah. Exactly. So okay, if Zeke goes, what do you have left? Are you going to use a first round pick on a running back? That's what I was asking. That's why I was headed. Second, third. Is somebody out there? Oh, you could probably make a trade for a veteran. Right. You can make a trade for a veteran, a good running back veteran, because. A lot, of, a lot of good running backs out there. Would you like to hear the uh, distance of the Ezekiel Elliott touchdown runs this year? I was just going to look it up, but since you've got it. Okay. He had 12 touchdown runs, right? I think mm-hmm. he had one for 14. Or something yes. Like he had, the here, here are the, the yardage on them. One yard, 14 yards. One yard, one yard, one yard, one yard, (laughs) six yards, four yards, two yards, ten yards, one yard, one yard. So he had seven one-yard touchdown runs and one two-yard touchdown. I wonder how many were on second and third down. You know, to where we really need this. Like you got to have. Yeah, we got to have this, especially on third down, third and fourth down. So those are. Eight carries eight, eight for carries. nine yards. Yeah. All right. You talk, and I'm going to do the math on and what so, is yards per carry. So are. yeah. So give me give me eight carries for four yards. Give me you know, and what does that do to my mm-hmm. yards per carry? But yeah, one yard carries, they're they're going to hurt you, right? <laughs> and, and he, still, and he have, still had three point eight. And then you would have yeah. He still had so three point eight. He would be to four, right? Wow. And how many one-yard carries did he get for a first down or maybe a fourth, oh, yeah. a, a third and one or yeah. a fourth and one? Out in the field, yes. Yeah, so don't minimize those things. Uh, but what happens is everybody wants to make the argument very easy, like you just have this box and you put a bow in it and you don't look inside the box to see why th- this all happened. Mm-hmm. So you got to be careful. Yeah, eight, eight, 
What'd you get? We just met, did this whole thing on. Just imagine what his yards per carry will be if you take out the touchdown runs of one yard. All right, his yards per carry uh, without the touchdown runs of one yard, one or two yards, was three point eight. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, his three point eight eight. Three point eight eight. See, three point eight eight difference. Three point eight eight seven. Makes a difference. So well, he went. Uh, he went all the way up from, from three point eight to three point nine. We now. got your back here, Zeke. <laughs> See, we got it. Analytics, baby. <laughs> well, what if you? What if those carries were four or five yards? Okay. <laughs> Wait, how are you gonna make them four or five? <laughs> That, that, that. All right, so we're going to – wait a second. I'm going to take eight carries. We're going to give him – Give him his average. Give him his average. Yeah. Okay, wait a second. Hold on. <laughs> It'll get it to at least three, nine, All right. or four. All right. Oh, that's we're good, not going to make point. four. Good. We're not making four. <laughs> we're not making four. We're making, good math guy. We're making chicken salad out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ron Springs. That's a good Ron Springs line right there, buddy. That's All right. A good so we're line. taking those eight carries, and we're going to add. We've already got one yard on them. We're going to add three <laughs> yards to them. So that's 20. We're going to give them 25 more yards rushing. <laughs> All right, so out that'll nine, get him. Out, but out that'll look, get him to nine hundred. That'll nine, get him. That'll get him to yards. Nine hundred and one yards divided by <laughs> the same amount of carries, which is uh, two hundred and thirty-one one yards. And that'll get him to three point nine. See there. <laughs> we will not. But imagine four. what if they were went for five yards instead of. <laughs> <laughs> or what if he broke one for 14? <laughs> what if he had one 90-yard touchdown run? What would that do to it? That's right. That would kill him. Mm-hmm. That would kill him. <laughs> he would not Just make put it in context. That's he would not, he would not play the next game. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we just put it in context for you. And also, so Tyron Smith, and they're going to have to figure this one out because if Tyler Smith's your guy at left tackle and Terrence Smith – Steel comes back at right tackle, then what happens? Like, if he comes back, where's Jason Peters fitting in? He's an unrestricted free agent. I know, agent but Jerry said he's 41 years old. He said he wants him back. Well, no. he, he can come back as a backup no. if he wants. No, but that's it. No, and I like Peters. This is an offensive line. Coach. That's going to be a tough. <laughs> and yeah, there's a new offensive line. And you line. go out at that age with a hip injury. That's right. We haven't and talked about the way, Mike Solari. We got an offensive line coach that was coaching when Everson was that's playing. That's right. Do you remember Mike Solari on the staff? I do. Did he want yeah. you to play special teams? I always play special teams. No, you did not. I, how do you not know this? I play special teams all the time. What did you? I do? was on kickoff team and I was on a, a punt return. All the time. You have to go down and make tackles? No, punt return. Oh, but you said kickoff. Yeah, I was on kickoff. Yes, I was a safety guy. All the time. I was a safety guy. I'm the safety guy. Okay. I'm the safety guy. Yeah, come Did on. they ever get to you? <laughs> Man, I was good. Okay. You better take a look at my videos, boy. <laughs> I, was, I, was stop, I stopped a couple of touchdowns. Because he was the special teams coach and the assistant offensive line yes. coach. Oh, it was he really? Two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I knew he was the assistant offensive line, but he was a special teams special coach. Special teams coach. Did he replace yeah. Alan Lowry as special teams I, coach? I he did. So. He yes. did. He did. Yes, he did. Because I think Lowry got uh, – he went to Tennessee, didn't he? I, he, I think that's he right. Went well, to it wouldn't have been, well, it been Houston, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I'll look him up now. The Oilers. Pride of Irving High School, who that's taught right. me how to get into a three-point stance that's at Irving right. YMCA <laughs> when I was nine years old. Alan Lowry. How successful was his uh, opportunity to do that? <laughs> he actually, uh, Lowry was still with the Cowboys. Well, he was under Jimmy. He was still with the Cowboys. Yeah, they kept him. Yeah, Special and so teams, it, he didn't. Right? 
So we got maybe he maybe Solari was assistant special teams That's coach. That's why I said. Oh, I thought you assistant. said he was special teams coach assistant special and an assistant. So he was Lowry's assistant, right. he and was he was the assistant offensive line. Yeah. Right. So there you go. Yeah. So Lowry was here uh, nine years from '82 to '99. That's when you know you've got you're adding on coaches. You have an assistant special teams coach. Right. You never really had that. You know, he's just one one high, one special teams coach. And they had an assistant at the time. They tried to put some emphasis on that. You know, mm-hmm. the other the other thing uh, I'm wondering uh, with the moves they made on the coaching staff, if they just didn't downsize, like 29. Yeah, coaches. We, we were looking at we the picture. About we that. were looking at the yeah. photo. Yeah. Of how many coaches they have there? A whole row because you of had assistance to the assistant, mm-hmm. and maybe you're, saying, <laughs> you know, maybe Schottenheimer. He's the offensive quarter. Maybe he's the quarterback coach too. You know, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we're still looking at filling. Sp- okay, quarterbacks coach. What are you thinking? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I mean, you bring in somebody young. Yeah, Scott Tolzien on staff as an offensive assistant. He right. Seems like he might be a candidate. Right. To be quarterback, they just coach. get rid of the offensive assistant thing. I mean, just like the or deep. you bring in someone at entry level. I mean, you know, defensive a, a, line. They we don't need to bring in nobody else. That's the whole. Well, point. We, yeah, but you're training. Yeah. But the reason that you had told, let's say Tolzine becomes a quarterbacks coach, then he for the last three years he's been training to for that opportunity, mm-hmm. and so that's where you have. You know, quality control guys that are their but, training but you to could become probably bring in somebody position in-house. coaches. You could probably bring in somebody in house at that low level. Yeah, right. Because right. think about it, they had basically three defensive line coaches: um, Dirty, Leon, and you know, if if you if you look at it, the defensive coordinator was kind of taking care of the defensive line yep. too, right? So you had like three guys. Um, what, what is he? Was he always officially he o- was a de- OC and lineman, or was it linebackers? Who's that? Quinn. No, I'm his saying history DC, his I'm sorry, history DC, was, was defensive line. line yeah. But I bet he can his do His history is D-line, not yeah. linebackers. And I bet he can do uh, linebackers. Yeah. I but, thought his history was linebackers. Yeah. Well, at some point, it, maybe he did. And, then they, and so if he took care of linebackers as the D.C., you know, they get rid of George Edwards, mm-hmm. uh, Scott McCoy. Curly mm-hmm. was the assistant. I, I think he had linebacker coach, but Edwards was taking care mm-hmm. of the linebackers. So they had doubled up on a lot of the staffs along with all the analytical guys. Um, and by the way, Quinn has always been specialized in defensive, defensive line. line. Defensive Going line. Going all the way gotcha. back to 1994 gotcha. at William gotcha. & Mary. Gotcha. So we'll see what they what happens there. But uh, when and I So was, running backs, you, did you just say running backs coach? I did, and, I, and that's one that they got to fill. Yeah. Um, but maybe the, and the, maybe the other thing is that they were looking to get younger. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but um, they would have to bring somebody in, I think, for that. So yeah, and it's not like I mean, even you know, with the I was going to say, well, they got younger at the offensive line. Well, I don't think they did, mm-hmm. right? Philbin was. About the no. same age as Solari, right? Solari's probably maybe older. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do. And Solari has a, a history staff. with McCarthy as well. Yeah. So that they were one year together yep. at, at Green Bay. Um. So yeah, it'll be interesting how they how this. But you know what? There's 
there's probably coaches on staffs where the head coach is gone. Are we down to – did somebody get hired? Uh, who just got hired? Did Arizona well, hire – they're down to three candidates. Three candidates. Mm-hmm. All right. So their staff's probably on hold right now that you can kind of pick and choose. Oh, I know what I was thinking. The defensive coordinator at Denver ended mm-hmm. up taking another job. Uh, Peyton, I think, interviewed him. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the rest of the staff as they as they go along. Okay, we've got our final two minutes to talk Super Bowl that's happening this week. Tell me who's playing for Kansas City. Are like, are there wide receivers like going to be in this game? Do we know? Because they were if down you have to Mahomes bare, as a quarterback, bare bones. It doesn't matter who's a wide receiver. He'll just shuffle. He it to makes somebody. a difference to me, and especially when he when he lost Hill, he really took it upon himself physically to to do more. You know, I've seen him make some plays at the end of the game, even the, the Houston Texans overtime. He was balling in that one with his legs. You know, I'm 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 impressed with with uh, Mahomes, I, but I still think uh, I guess because I'm NFC East, uh, I think the Eagles are going to win. Do you recall who you picked at the beginning of the season, or did you make a pick at the beginning of the I season? I probably said Cowboys. Yeah, I don't remember. I picked the Kansas City Chiefs at the beginning of the season. I didn't remember that until this past week. Mm. After I picked Cincinnati to win the AFC Championship game over Kansas City, then someone pointed out to me, you picked Kansas City to win it all. <laughs> oh, okay. I was covering myself both ways. <laughs> so I'm going to pick Kansas City to win the Super Bowl. I think I picked Cincinnati. I don't remember who I picked in the NFC. I don't, I don't, I don't trust Mahomes' leg. I think that that Eagles defense, Eagles defense is gonna, they're gonna be after. You don't want to be hobbled going up against that defense. That's exactly right. Hmm. Maybe I pick Green Bay. So your pick to click is pick to click. You're picking the Eagles to win. Eagles to win and Graham to have a great game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you got a score. You gonna write them down so we can uh, review I'm, it on I'm, Monday? I sure can, but I'm I'm gonna go with uh, probably uh, thirty to twenty-three. Thirty Eagles. to twenty-three 30 Eagles. To 23 and Eagles. you're going with Brandon going Graham. With Brandon Graham. He mm. is. He always seems to make a difference. Always. I will take Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, thirty-one twenty-seven. And I'm going. And you, and you have a pick to click. Yeah, you know, Patrick Mahomes. Okay, I didn't know you could pick a quarterback. Uh, <laughs> we did not pick one to. every week. If that's the case. <laughs> uh, and I am going with Kansas City, and oh, it's going to be an exciting. What did I say? Affair. Thirty to twenty-three. Thirty yes, to twenty-three. I forgot to fill up my tank, and so I'm going to have to just go <laughs> off. My brain here. 35, 30, what do you have? 31-27. I'll go 35-31. Kansas City wins 35-31. I like this Pacheco. Yes. Man. I'm going with Pacheco. Man. That kid there, boy. Now that 35-31 is the bad, that's bad score. Why? That's what I picked the Cowboys to beat San Francisco. All right, I'm going to go. <laughs> let's do, let's do, oh, I'm going to change my score. 37-34. There you go. Harrison Butker gets the field goal to win it. (laughs) (laughs) But Isaiah Pacheco is my pick to click. So, okay, Pacheco for you? 
Uh-huh. All right. And, and who was yours, uh, Spags? Mahomes. Mahomes. Oh, please. Yeah. Oh, please. It's going to be the difference in the game. Uh, I can yeah. see. Do you want to get one from uh, Producer Supreme? Producer Supreme? Yeah. Super Bowl. Asleep. Super Bowl pick? He yeah. said he's asleep. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm ready for lunch. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, we'll go. That's a hint. <laughs> We'll go uh, 42-35. Who's going to win? Ooh. Damn, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. And who's your pick to click? I'm going to go with A.J. Brown. Oh, okay. That's a good one. So. All right. So let's close here. What time did you do? What time did you finish? What was the game, Chris? 30 what? 42-35. 42-35. Damn. What time did you oh, finish last night? Uh, about 11.52. I was going to yeah. give 12 you 12 hours ago. I was going to give you to 11.30, and then I said, no, that's no. it. No. Yeah. I think I lost. I, I listened to the first part, and I was like, no. Yeah, I've heard enough of this crap. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that does it for this edition of Mix Shots, and we will be back next Monday. We after will, the Super Bowl. After the Dallas Texans win the Super Bowl on Sunday. Day. Have a great mm, week, everybody. Texans. <laughs> Go Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!